Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rockin' Wood Podcast. Today we have a beautiful episode lined up. Um, we have worked for years on today's lineup. Um, first of all, we want to say big thanks to everyone again, um, as per usual. It's important. Um, you know, big thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, talking to us on Twitter. Thanks for, um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> again, like we only we only thought like like our like moms would listen to this at the beginning and i, I mean our moms do listen yeah to this it. is supposed to be the first episode that my parents listen to or at least my mom hayden's entire family listens to we've had a lot more support about to reach 40 followers on twitter that sounds oh like snap. nothing but that's that is way more than we thought we'd get so um i think with that comes more connections and i think we got a really good one this yeah week. yeah um so in new news for us um we've had um kind of the ufus radio station um i think they're calling themselves new media um kind of talking to us about you know playing our episodes on air and stuff which is an awesome way to kind of get our episodes out so we're really excited about it yeah but yeah. i mean and we'll see how it goes it's new media it, it's still in the works at the moment but uh it's new media in you media and then a on media scapulas like numa our mascot oh snap so yeah it, it's a new thing that's coming out and they're gonna have a lot like a lot of opportunities for college students like we are getting at the moment and so uh that's very exciting for us to have oh yeah oh yeah if this is the first episode or maybe it's the next uh that it's a great opportunity i'm glad people are listening wonderful episode yeah. our, our audience should double from two to four i'm, I'm excited yeah so right now we have carly and layton in here with us yeah and andrew's new dog and my new dog we'll get to that one later i'm mm. very excited cute puppy um and so uh we ran a twitter poll on our account uh at rock and wood uh pod on twitter hey give us a follow yeah give us a follow and um, on that pod, uh, the Twitter poll, we asked uh, what would be, you know, what's the next thing we should work on a video uh, that we could upload to uh, YouTube, uh, you know, videoing the podcast. Should we do more guests, better topics or nothing at all? If, and you, even pick, if you pick better topics, you know what? Yeah, you, you should just what? go ahead and stop listening, actually. Wow. I don't like YouTube people. Well, I don't know about that. Actually, please give us views. <laughs> um, but no, uh, the two most, uh, there are only 14 people voted on it, but that's still better than nothing. Uh, people were really split between uh, the video podcast and then and the guests and the guests and i think so. the get we're going to try to work on both um but uh the video one will take a little bit longer i do think we will be incorporating guests very soon yeah, yeah. and that goes back to last week's topic of our guests that we're really looking forward to doing um we're probably gonna have to push that back a little bit until this gets more solidified yeah but i'm saying that our connection with new media is going to help with this oh heck yeah very well oh heck yeah. that's a slight hint um, but with that being said, uh, I think that one of the best ways to get you guys involved in this is actually to bring our viewers or our listeners onto the podcast. So what we're going to do is uh, we're going to kind of, you know, gather people who want to be on our podcast for a segment and kind of or a whole podcast. I'm OK with that. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you are willing and, you know, you're not uh, Mike shy, uh, go ahead and tweet at our Twitter account. Hashtag rock and wood guest. And we'll pick one. Try to do it, you know, every other week. Try to include you guys. That way you'll kind of, you know, get a little bit of extra treat for listening to us. And so um, if you – you can even help us with the topics each week. And so I think it's a good way to branch out into it. Um, I know when I first started the podcast, you know, what, three weeks ago, I was super mic shy. And oh now yeah. I actually enjoy this. Like it's one of my favorite things of the week. It makes me warm. Yeah, this is just our fourth episode, so there's a lot more to come. And so with that being said, we actually have a giveaway Yes, yeah, so we're going to do a giveaway um, after last week talking about uh, Goodwill sweaters and cute sandals and stuff. Uh, we, we figured we might as well do like a little giveaway with the Goodwill sweater. Um, so if you want to be entered, I guess, enter into yeah. the contest. Um, just, uh, 
we'll probably make a tweet and then you can uh, retweet like follow and then we'll just pick and then you'll get a cute sweater from us yeah. we'll cool. even ship it to you I don't know about that. We'll ship it to you on campus if you meet us. We'll, <laughs> we will ship it from our hands to your hands, and that's about it. Uh, but yeah, so we'll we'll be looking out for that tweet later. Make sure you retweet, like, and follow the Rock and Twitter, uh, Rock and Wood podcast on Twitter uh, to be entered into that. And so we'll have some sweet, spicy sweaters for our gang. And with yes. and with that, I think we're going to get into today's actual main topic, which is serial killers. Oh baby! And that's probably something that a lot of people are either you know. Hot or cold about? There's not a lot of you know lukewarm people. Uh, I think I think um, like serial killers are just interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, just their, I don't know, like their state of mind is what interests me. Yeah, we uh, the first time we actually got into serial killers in any of my classes was my uh, freshman year, first semester, 8 a.m. with Jackie Scarbo. Shout out to Dr. Scarbo, you were the best professor ever. Hey, thanks for sponsoring. Yeah, us. I know. Thanks for the sponsor. Um, but she actually made us do a little segment on serial killers because it kind of deals with the psychotic, like yeah, sociopath, yeah. psychopath, what's the difference? And so with that, it gave me some great insight into these people. And You're so much smarter than me at this, thank you. if I'm being completely honest. No, not at all. But uh, kind of like conspiracy theories, serial killers, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things that it's like nice it to dive into. It, it gets your brain working, and it's it's honestly – it's interesting to say the least. It can oh, be yeah. creepy and gross, but um, the way these people go about their lives, it's it's something else. So, Hayden, who have you picked for your serial killer? Oh, I was hoping you do yours first, but yeah, I'll do mine. Um, so I did my my hours of studying this morning. Um, let me open up my notes. So professional. Okay, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so this serial killer, um, he was up in uh, like Washington, so north. Washington State. West? Yeah, like Washington State. Okay. And he's called the Green River Killer. This was in like the 1980s, 90s. And I think the case settled in 2003 or something like that. I feel like all serial killers are from the 80s. Yeah. They're all. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, generation. it's this whole story that I have it all written down oh, so, I don't, so I don't miss any key elements. Key elements. Okay, so basically in the 1980s, there's these two kids and they're sitting, they're hanging out by this river, and they find four dead prostitutes in the river. <laughs> four dead prostitutes in this river. A second in, and we're already getting some spice. So so they call the cops, right? The cops show up, and on their way to the river, like they're like, you know, 20 yards from the river, there's like tall grass. They step on another dead prostitute. <laughs> they find another one, and she has these jeans that are like wrapped around her neck, like choked her. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, well, okay, let's put her in a body bag. Let's just get her out of here. And um, so they did all that. These children did that. No, 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 no. The cops. Oh, okay. This is okay. the cops. Oh. <laughs> okay. So then they they get a little small detective group. So they're 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 staying around the river, hanging out. And before they get any leads, twenty more bodies show up. Not all at once, but by the time they found leads, they found twenty more bodies. So I mean, this guy's putting in the work, you know. And I'm sure he's putting the work in two ways. Two hoo hoo. Um. <laughs> But so basically they got um, a tip from this guy on like what they should do um, or like who who it might be. And they're like, oh, no, we're not going to listen to you. But uh, now you're a suspect. And the guy was like, OK, well, that's kind of dumb. <laughs> and so there's like this big trial um, just just on this guy who gave him a tip. And I mean, he pled innocent like he didn't do it. He was just like trying to give him suggestions yeah. and stuff. So it, that was just kind of silly, but um, then they got a tip from another serial killer who was in prison in Florida, 
and they're like that's cross country how how does this guy know no um i guess he heard in his jail cell or something i don't know oh but anyway so he contacts him through the jail he's at Mm -hmm. to them and he's like listen come down here i want to talk to you guys on what you should do they're like okay so they went down and um he was pretty much like you know what this guy he doesn't want to get caught so whatever you guys do he's going to change what he's doing so that he doesn't get caught yeah kind of match what they're yeah yeah and he's like what you guys should do is when you find a dead body just stake out because the next night he's going to go have sex with that dead body so they're like necrophile yeah so they're like okay well we'll do that the only problem is is that we're like three months behind this guy so like all the bodies (laughs) they find they're like three months old so i mean oh man they're like decomposed so they can't really do anything so this is just a hoot and a half but um sweating bullets if you're those cops (laughs) yeah yeah so then what the cops started to do is they started hiring prostitutes um double agents double agents baby (laughs) Never trust um, a prostitute. Well, no, it was like the the police officers would go undercover as prostitutes. Hot police officers. Hot police officers. <laughs> and um, so one night, um, this guy who worked at like a truck painting factory came and picked her up. And so she just arrested him right there on the spot. <laughs> and so when, when oh, he they went could, in. They could arrest him for prostitution. Like just. Yeah. Okay. So, so when he picked her up, she's like, okay, you're under arrest. Cuffed him. Took him downtown. And. So basically, you know, this guy, he, he paints trucks for a living, and they're like, we want to search your home. He's like, okay, cool. Search his home, find nothing. They're like, okay, well, this sucks. So <laughs> after this is like a 10-year period after they found those four bodies in the river. Mm-hmm. And by that point, they're like, okay, well, we can't. We convicted you for doing prostitution, but we're not going to do anything. So then the next week, there's a report that like he picked up a prostitute and she went missing for like a week. So they're like, okay, we got to figure something out. So they hire this dude, right? He's like really good at looking at clothes and like saying, saying looking at clothes is weird, but like looking at like small particles on clothes. Um, like I, What's the word for that? Um, I'm trying to think micro something. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Looks, looks at s- small stuff. But, um, so he's looking and, uh, he finds the jeans that were wrapped around that prostitute's necks in the beginning. Yeah. They had little spots of, like, this really high-dollar paint that they used to... Uh, uh, paint guys to in like trouble. To paint trucks and yeah. stuff. Uh-oh. And so they, they book this guy. They get him after work. And they go up to him. They're like, hey, you're under arrest for, you know, the murdering of... At this point, it was like 30 women. He's oh, like, geez. He's like, okay. <laughs> so they take him in, and basically he gets a lawyer. And there was an interview with his lawyer. He was like, uh... He did it. LOL. The lawyer was like, I didn't know what to do because I know he did it. <laughs> and we were going to lose this case. So what happened was, is this serial killer, he made a deal with the detectives. He said, if you don't put me on death row, I'll show you all the bodies you haven't found yet. And they were like, okay. That's so, st- so Oh, my gosh. He, he went and showed him. And like the next two weeks, he showed him like 20 bodies that they just missed. And so by the end of it all, when he went to trial... They were 45 dead prostitutes oh that he killed. And shout out to the prostitutes. Shout man. out to them, man. Hard right. working. So, um, just a second. This, oh, <laughs> gosh. So, um, and it was so weird. I watched the video whenever he was being convicted. And it wasn't like you were being convicted of, you know, the murder of 45 prostitutes. I'm sure it's them. They just said w- them one at a time. 
Oh. All the names. Oh. And he after they after they said the name of one, he had to plead guilty. They'd say another one. He'd have to plead guilty. Uh, does he even know these women's name? He probably just like yeah, probably sure. not. Yeah, yeah the whole time he's like guilty, guilty. Oh my gosh! But so now he's serving forty-five uh, life sentences in prison. I think he'll survive it. He'll make it out in time. He'll be all right. Yeah, he'll make it out. Well, he'll be on parole next year. Man, that's that is a crazy one. That I, was a good one. I honestly, I out of all the ones I had to pick from, because I I did a research on a couple. One stuck out to me because he's he was kind of cool about it, just kind of like yours was. Yeah, I think that's just odd that they're like, yep, I did it. Yeah, let's yeah. go. It's like so they don't have any. They don't have a conscience. I wonder it. if they're just like numb to it. That's what so we talked like, about in that eh. psychology class. Are they numb to it? Do they know? And kind of like the diseases and disorders that go through that. So I ended up picking one that uh, Miss uh, Jackie Scarbo showed us in our class. It was a guy by the name of Iceman. Iceman. Iceman's actual name is Richard Kuklinski. Kuklinski. Something mm, like that. He's got a Richard. weird last name. Um, he was a... I, I'll go in chronological like you did. Okay. So he was born to a family in New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. That just automatically, that's bad. New Jersey, there's nothing good there. Dude, oh. I'm just Hey, shout out to our New Jersey listeners. Yeah, Thanks all, for listening. All zero. <laughs> we probably have negative after that. Um, but he uh, was born in New Jersey to a family that w- owned a meat factory. Um, so he, his dad had to like not only worked. So at his family knew meat. Oh, they knew meat. Okay. Okay. So and he was about to get into the meat business. Uh, so he, his dad worked like super long shifts, and it was like in the 1950s. And so like, you know, there's not a whole lot of safety that goes along. And he deals with a lot of stress. So what does he, he also do? Also deals with a lot of meat. Yeah. <laughs> Double dosage. Double so, dosage. All right. Uh, so he, what did he do with all the stress? He goes home and he beats his children, not his wife, like not most people. Not his meat. No, he doesn't beat his meat. Okay. Uh, this is going to go so, so bad. So he beats his <laughs> children or his wife? Let's go ahead and move on from that. And so he beats his children. His um, He has three children. All of them are boys. And he, like, severely beats them. Oh, snap. And so, like, his mom is just, like, not okay with it. She's like, you know, this is horrible. Why are you doing this? She tries to leave the, the husband, the dad, mm-hmm. and he's just like, he just, like, she tried to walk out one day, and he's like, no, nah, no, you're not going to. And oh, he's like, and he's like, you know what's going to happen if you leave. And she's, Shoot. Like, she's like, you're right. Um, Actually, I'm going to start beating them, too. We're on a team. What? So she gets, she'll break uh, Double brooms agent. and get the wood from them and just beat the children oh. and just, like, I mean, go at them. Are the kids still alive? Yeah. They, I mean, it's almost beating them to the point of, like, hospitalization. It's Dang. bad. And so uh, it's just, you know, all of that, obviously, is going not going to build up to a healthy person. So uh, Mr. Richard, uh, his brother actually... Um, later on, after all this goes on, his brother was convicted of raping a 12-year-old and then murdering the 12-year-old. So he went to prison. And when they asked Richard, this is before he was on trial, mm-hmm. they're like, you know, what do you think about your brother? And he's like, well, we're from the same family. And it was like, they said, Shoot. they just said he was like, quoted the reporter said, ice through his veins, like had no emotional draw to it. And Dang. that's kind of like what led people to think this guy's crazy. So Mr. Richard, he gets married and everything. And, you know, it's it's going good, I guess you could say. And he doesn't have, like, he's not a very nice guy, I guess you say. And so him and his wife get into a real bad argument one day. And he she's like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable in this car with you. I'm going to get out. And then she said she didn't hear anything. She didn't feel anything. But she felt her neck because she felt something drip like water. And uh-huh. it was blood just running down her neck. And then he had, he was holding it. He said, I've just stabbed you. If you ever try to leave me again, I'm just going to shoot you next time. Shoot. And then so he stabbed her in the neck. He stabbed her in the neck just for Dang. even thinking about leaving the car. And so he hadn't even committed murders at this point. 
So it, it got kind of just like nuts. So this is all like testified later. So he, the first real business into murdering he gets, um, he remembered a childhood bully he had. Remember, oh, just no. All he remembered was his last name. Couldn't remember his first name. He stalks the person until he finds them and then murders him. Shoot. And as he's killing him, he says, this is what you deserve, and then shoots him. And this is like, what, 20 years later after it. Like, this guy's grown up and everything. Dang. It was just a childhood bully, and he stalked him, found out everything about him, waited one day until he, like, there was like an alleyway outside of his house. He went, when the guy, he knew he had been tracking him for days and knew he would go into his alleyway to get into his car. And then we went to the alleyway, just sat in his car and shot him. And then no one heard it because, like, it was a certain area of New Jersey that wasn't very populated. Wow. That's nuts. So it gets crazy from here. So he, from this, he just kind of has a knack for killing. Like He just. He knows the ins and outs. Yeah, kind of. So he does what I guess any person would do, and he joins the mafia. Any regular old serial killer. Yeah, and it's not just like a mafia, just like some like cruddy it's one. It's the mafia. It's like one of the five families, like literally the mafia. Oh, dang. Yeah, and this is like the 1970s, so they're, they're definitely still around. And um, what makes him so much different than any other serial killer that was in the mafia, mm-hmm. he didn't do drugs with him. He wasn't an alcoholic. He didn't even beat his wife. I mean, I know I just said stabbed, yeah, yeah. but that was like the only incident of that. Like He didn't actually beat her or anything. And so he just he was just there to murder, and it's so creepy because it's I don't know it, that much makes him so much different. Yeah. And uh, some of the mobsters after like they would get caught and stuff, and after he went on trial because you know you're not supposed to ride on other mobsters. Yeah, yeah. They said that he was the devil himself, and he had no conscience. Like he was a one man army is what they said. He wow. Could, he could kill ten people if he needed to that day. And so Dang. even to mobsters, he scared them. Uh, and this dude is no like you look at him, you're scared. He's like. Six five two eighty like this, and it's not two eighty. So fat. basically, like me, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> big muscular guy. You no, know, missing the two eighty part, but and the six five two seventy six four. Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm I'm close, close, close enough. Well, so he he starts the mafia, and he quickly works his ranks up. Oh, like yeah. he he is murdering people left and right, and so he's a contractor. And in you know layman's term, a contractor is the, the someone wants someone murdered, they give it to the mafia, pay them or and then something they contract like that. Someone to kill they, them. they contract him, and the murder's done, and then it's kind of like tied, like you know the whole Godfather thing. Sure, yeah. And so he is like the top, like the, for his certain family, which it it doesn't release their name. The family's name. Uh, he is like their top contract killer. Like he top kills, dog, baby. He kills so many people for them, and so what actually ended up leaving for his murder is there. There are several ones that are reported on some sites and not, and it's because he didn't actually get convicted of those murders, right. and that plays along to the end. So one of the murders, uh, it was he was walking down the street one day, and a, he he himself to a video camera said, "She just gave me a wrong look," and it. it he even mm. described it as she didn't deserve it. And he found out who she was and went and murdered her. But the way he murdered her was he, again, stalked her for days, made right. sure he knew what she did. And he uh, tied her up, put her in his car, drove out to the desert, found a cave, tied her up, and put a video camera in front of the cave. And this is like the 19, late 1980s. Mm-hmm. And uh, gets like, I think it was like 30 rats, rabid rats, and pours them into him and lets the rats eat her alive. Shoot. Yeah. And just because she just looked at him wrong. And he even... Dang. Remind me me to not look at people in public. I know. (laughs) No. Next time you look at me wrong. I'm sorry. But so that that just... That's one of the examples. And I know one of the other ones was um, a um, sister... It was like one of the contracts. And he wanted the... uh, 
she wanted like her brother killed or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And it ended up she during it was being very bossy about it, and he ended up killing her. What? And it just he was a contract. Come and on, man. She paid good money to the have The double side of that is he actually stalked her, found out who her brother was, and then killed her and finished the contract. So this dude's like nuts. Dang. So it it actually that it had no looks as if he was going to be caught, but he made a mistake. And this guy was very tactical about how he did everything. Sure. So there was a person by the name of I think it was Gary Smith. So Gary Smith was Come one on, of Gary his Smith. coworkers, and Gary had been he had a kind of a bad eye about Gary, and he thought he was going to kind of snitch on him, and so that obviously is like his livelihood. So sure. what he does is he eventually stalks Gary, and it wasn't very hard because he worked with him. And he murdered him, and he sh- like the way he did it was it was a drug. Like, he did kind of like was it like a cargo dealer for drugs. We didn't actually do them. Right. It was some like I don't remember what the drug was, but he had, it was like a gigantic crate worth like fifty thousand dollars of this drug. Oh snap! And so they had they were gonna meet at the crate in a warehouse, and he had a gun under the crate. Mm-hmm. And so when he's sitting there with Gary, he's like he said something, and he's like, "Let me check up under this box." And so he lifts the box up and picks the gun. Gets Gary's head, slams it against the crate, puts the uh, the like barrel of the gun under Gary's chin, and says he just starts laughing. And then Gary's like, you know, freaking out, like, what did I do? What yeah, did I do? Yeah. He's like, you didn't do anything, and then shot him. And but it didn't kill Gary, and that's what was Ooh. like. And so he tried, he strangled him to death, and this is where it gets bad. So what he would do with all of his victims, even the woman who was ate to lie by rats. Is his member the meat factory? He still oh, has. Oh no! He throws them in the freezer, and the thing about freezing a body after death, it masks the like the uh, rotting of the body. Yeah, yeah. And so he would throw them in there for two months. Everyone forget about it, and then he would release them somewhere. Oh, random. okay. And so that's so why they'd I got like the forget n- about it. Yeah, and that's why he had the name Iceman. Well, he all of these like went you know perfectly, but one of the uh, ways it kind of came about was he had to get rid of Gary Smith's body early. Because he, when he strangled him, he was scared that it was gonna just gonna like kind of like go differently than just a gunshot. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm gonna get it out a little bit early. I don't want people looking for it, like the mob looking for it. So he gets it like a day earlier than he normally would of like defrosting. Because you take it out of the freezer, defrost it, and then throw it away. Sure. So he just takes a little bit too soon and throws it in a, like by a river. Well, cops find that body, and that's not anything big. But they took it to an autopsy, and they found ice crystals. And the last person he had saw, and they knew he was a mobster, was you know Mr. Richard. So they eventually, you so know, they, they just booked him for all of no, it. No, they keep it in mind. They don't say anything about it because they knew if they got involved with the mob, it was going to be like all hell break. It just get crazy real yeah. quick. So he does it again because they don't. He doesn't realize what's going on. So he does it to another girl named Louis uh, Masgay, and basically what she was, you know, she didn't do anything wrong. He it was one of those just cases of. You're a coworker. Yeah, I don't just like a you. simple murder. Yeah, just one so of those. It wasn't a contract though, so he kills Lewis and does the exact same thing. So then they have two accounts to murder him on. And he does this three, three more times, so a total of five times. This guy's and a cold-blooded killer. The the state of like the federal court of New Jersey is like, you know what? I, this is enough case to get him easily. Oh so yeah. So they take him to court. They find him just because he was an average citizen. They find him, and when they like tell him like you're under arrest, he doesn't say anything. Like he knows what it is. Like. And he's, like, smiling the entire time. They put him in the car, and then they get him there, and then they're like, you know, did you do this? And he didn't. He wouldn't answer, really. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, if you don't say anything, that is confessing guilt. And then he's like, I did it. And then just didn't say anything else. He's like, you can take me to jail. I don't really care. He's like, it's whatever. He's like, I'm not going to rat anybody. So they take him to jail, 
and like, okay, well, this is it. They only had five accounts. Like he, th- even though he he admitted later, I like how we say like, oh, he only had five counts of murder. Well, you can't convict him of something that you don't have proof against. Right. Yeah. So even when they had already incarcerated him, he admitted to like 30, 40 death uh, yeah, murders. Yeah. And so they take him, and he's like, you know, admitting all this stuff. And during all this, because like when he's admitting it during his incarceration, they were allowed to go to kind of like a middle room. Mm-hmm. And so when the middle room, they actually had to do like, you know, like vital signs on him. And sure, they fa- yeah. actually found out he had a disease. Um, it was basically a chronic, uh, incurable uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh-huh. Um, his blood vessels would inflame so much that it basically cut off blood flow. And it, there was no cure to it at the time. And I don't think oh, there wow. really is today. So they knew he was going to die eventually. But uh, so he's sitting there like they know this now. He's not on death row anymore. They're just waiting for him to die. And then, so there was one day it got so bad they took him to the hospital, and he was a full code, which means you you do do CPR on them, you do intubate, you do all your measures you can to keep him alive. Sure. Um, without him knowing, his wife signed, talked to the like the head of New Jersey state law, and I was like, we're gonna make him a DNR, DNI. Yeah, that way, sure. if he goes under, we're not saving. Just him. leave him. And so he asks his wife like a day, like no, it was like a couple hours before he died, like if you you know, go against me and are trying to do something to make me die. He's like, I'll, I'll make sure you don't like survive. And so she doesn't say anything and she just leaves the room. He dies a couple hours later. And to this day, they still don't know how many he's killed. It's, it was, Dang. I think it's reported around 80. Those are the craziest ones where like after it all, they're like, well, how many, how many people this guy kill? Yeah. Eh, we don't really know. And he, his, the funniest thing about it is, uh, he actually asked to be cremated. He didn't want people to be able to dig up his body and see stuff on it. Oh, wow. But there's nothing that was done to him. So it's just another you know, crazy fact. And so he has the term Iceman because he fr- froze people froze him. and he had, had that no conscience. Yeah. Mm. And so it was really interesting to you know read about it. And there was actually a documentary on him, uh, that middle ground I was talking about when he was allowed to talk to reporters. There's actually a video on Netflix about it that you can watch. Oh, and really? It's only 45 minutes, and it oh, is snap. incredibly interesting. I might give that a watch. Yeah, it, I don't know if you like documentaries, but it is one to definitely consider. That actually went on, like mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. segment. Mm-hmm. That was I, I segment. feel like I could write a report on it right now. I, I feel like I should, I should be a criminal justice major right now. I think it's too hard. I agree. Go back to the show notes. What are we doing next? <laughs> don't tell people our secrets. Oh, we just r- we just memorize everything we're gonna do. I do. Um. Okay. So uh, next we're gonna talk about. Oh gosh. <laughs> next we're gonna talk about my fantasy football. And um, if you know me at all, you know that I like sports, but I don't. How how do I word? You this? socially like sports. Like you you use it as like a conversation. Like, hey man, you know that's crazy. But you're not like, let me go home and argue with people and pick yeah, on it. Yeah. You don't really watch it unless other people are doing it. Yeah. I like, I mean, I like the fundamentals of sports. I guess I just, I'm not into the players. I'm not into the teams. Yeah. I just like the sport as a, in general. So me playing fantasy football this year is really weird. It's my <laughs> very first time to play. And let's see, uh, the games just got over a couple hours ago and I'm already triggered. I don't know half the names of the people that I've drafted, but boy, did they underperform this so, week. So do you want to go ahead and like, I, I am fluent enough in football and uh, NFL to know the majority of players. And so can, give me some of your star players and maybe, you know, are they healthy? Do you know oh, if any are healthy? Gosh. <laughs> okay. So, um, so I was second in the draft. There's 11 people in our league. So um, my first pick was David Johnson, you know, running back was 
the best uh, running back in the nation on on all the PPR lists. How's his wrist doing? Uh, he just had an X-ray actually, and <laughs> he's having an MRI Monday. Um, but he got injured today, and that kind of triggers me because I was super happy to get him. Like he was gonna take my league to the Super Bowl this now, year. Now, are you are you playing against people in the league that are like college kids that know what they're doing, um, or like family members? Uh, it's kind of. It's not like old guys, but it's like guys in their 30s and 40s. Can you take advantage of them? Yes. Okay. Um, there was there were people that like they don't even know the schedules of the teams, which is just one <laughs> look up away, and I'd be like, "Hey, will you trade me the, this player?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, sure, that sounds good." I'm like, okay. Do it. Take advantage of them. Okay, I will. But, mm. and then I also have uh, the tight end from the Patriots, Gronkowski. Oh, he's a good one. Uh, he wasn't good on Thursday, I'll tell you that. See, I wouldn't pick him. He's too injury prone. Yeah, I realize he that. He breaks after. his leg. Or See, that's the thing. Like, I didn't know that until he has, like, after a I drafted bed him. In the hospital. Like, he, that's he ridiculous. is always in the hospital. You've got to be kidding me. <sighs> and so, are you enjoying your first run around with fantasy football? For someone that's not. A week into it? No. I'm really not enjoying <laughs> it. I feel like I will once I kind of get into the flow more, but it was just like. Three of my games started at the same time that I needed to watch. So it was just kind of like, uh, it's just so much stuff to keep up with. So much numbers. So much numbers. So many numbers. I, I played fantasy basketball for a while. And I, if you know me, I love NBA. Oh, yeah. To a fault, Leighton. To a fault. And so like <laughs> doing fantasy basketball, it's a lot more difficult because like, every single day there's a game and you have to change. You have to see how they're doing. Oh, yeah. It's a lot more rigorous. But like, I did the first season. And I loved it. Second season, I was just like, it, it's it's too mentally draining to do it. And so, I can understand that. F- fantasy football is probably a little bit easier, but I just don't like how it works. Yeah. I thought it'd be a good idea. I was thinking, like, a couple years ago, it would be a good idea to do, like, fantasy college. But then, I realized, like, there's so many players. It, and there's the, so many teams. It'd just take, oh, you couldn't even do it. Yeah, it'd be it, stupid. It, and, it, like, I don't know how to word it, but, like, the college – with college, it's different because, like, someone like Lamar Jackson who plays garbage teams would be the first pick because he oh, averages yeah. so many yards, so many touchdowns. And, like, what, the schedules would matter. Yeah, or someone like – I, I don't want to get into sports too much, but, like, Saquon Barkley, the running back at Penn State, he's a great player, but he doesn't put up the same numbers. So, a running back would almost be useless. Yeah. Hmm. It'd be it'd be tough. It'd yeah. be doable, though. I think it'd be doable. Oh, should we do our question of the week right after this since it has something to do with football? Sure. Um, our question of the week is a returning, uh, a vet from question of the week, uh, Mr. Dylan Jones. Did he ask a question? Last he, he did. Uh, he asked the question on the first podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Dylan Jones, you're back on it. Uh, you're back on, baby. You're back on. So, uh, his question was reworded kind of, um, but it definitely goes out to all the Arkansas oh, fans. Oh, gosh. He asked today, the day of recording, Sunday, how will Arkansas finish this year? And uh, just to update everyone who doesn't care about football or just doesn't know what happened, Arkansas played TCU, and this was actually a, supposed to be a good year for Arkansas. It was an ugly game. And I watched it while I was at work. I yesterday. watched the fourth quarter, but apparently in the first three quarters, somehow Arkansas's freshman kicker, uh, well, new kicker at least, uh, he missed two. I mean, give me yeah field goals. I, I saw the first one. I didn't see one the of them one. was a twenty-three year old twenty-three yard field goal that was like straight down the middle. That's like easy peasy. Like I could do that. That's like. Like as almost as free points as you can get, without it getting blocked. That's he just ugly. he just chi- like chipped just it. chipped it. Yeah, he he missed, and so it's like okay, this guy's just nervous. It's kind of a big game. It's close and all this, 
and then he misses another one. And so after the game, uh, Arkansas's coach Brett Bielma said that Brett Bielma. Brett Bielma. They said he said that he's he's not, done. Yeah, he's Canned. done. He's not. They're not going down that road again. And honestly, that that was the big deal in the game. Yeah. But Arkansas. I, I mean, they still lost by what twenty five points or 20, something 21. like that. It was twenty eight seven. Um, but I turned it on and it was fourteen to seven TCU, like with four minutes left, and uh, TCU ended up scoring on that drive. And it was twenty one seven. I'm like, you know, like maybe Arkansas can pull a miracle. There's three. But three that's minutes. the thing. Like sometimes with Arkansas, they can pull it out. But sometimes it's like it's who can blow the lead the fastest. Yeah, it's and on the kickoff they fumble and it's just like oh my gosh. But to ugly. answer the question, I think I, I always tell my friends Arkansas sucks. I hate them. I don't actually hate them, but um, to put it simply, I don't think Arkansas is going to make a bowl game. How many games? How There's many games 12, in a season. Twelve games if you don't like before championships and everything uh, for the uh, conference championships. I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a prediction here. Yeah, six Let's and see. six is what they've kind of been going. Seven and six. Um, I don't think they'll bank a bowl game, and I think Brett Bielema will be out this year. I'm gonna say five and seven. Five and seven. You can't be five and seven. What? There's twelve. Do, is there a bye week? Six. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Did I, did I say five and six? If I said five and six, I meant five and seven. I think they will also go five and seven. Yeah, I think that's a good number. Yeah, I just I don't think they'll make it. Too many tough opponents. Yeah, Arkansas doesn't have it yet. Um, and they're with, building this year. Yeah. Uh, and so with that, we're going to get into uh, a weekly topic, kind of a oh yes, a weird topic. But today, me and my girlfriend Layton were like, "Hey, let's get a dog." And so I'm like, mm. "Yeah," and we've been talking about it for weeks. And so we have seen dogs that we wanted, and they were taken by the. We were getting like shelter dogs, like we we want to take one. That's that so nice. Didn't have it home, and so we take this dog. Uh, we were going to go look at a dog and take it. It was a little dachshund, and it got taken. So we're kind of sad. We go to Petco just to look at dogs. Not even, we didn't have the intentions of getting a dog. We, we, find, we, see, we almost missed it. And we see like the dogs in the crates. And we go up. And the first one I saw, I fell in love with it. Aww. And so it is a, they say a hound. I, it's a short little dog with big ears. And I love it. Uh, his name I is, think it's a chihuahua. It's not a chihuahua. Not even close. It's got big ears. <laughs> anyway, his name's Duke. And I've had him for about five hours now. And he, he's... He's, he's a great dog. <laughs> I, I'm already just thinking 12 about out of 10. That's right. Wood pet. We're giving 12 <laughs> out of 10 wood pet. And so with that, we're going to go into a topic, uh, and it is the weirdest things you can buy for a dog. I only have three of these. How many do you have? I have four. Shoot. I'll go first and end it. Does that sound good? That sounds good. So this is the weirdest accessories you can buy yes. for your dog. Maybe not even weirdest, just useless. Now, I would say weirdest. Yeah. Okay, L- let's weirdest. let them decide. We can do that. So my first one is dog knight armor. <laughs> it is not armor for your dog, and it is described as turn your pooch into the noblest warrior at the dog park by dressing oh him in this gosh. heavy suit of armor. It can be you custom. could go you could go larping with your dog. Larping? Oh, I go larping all the time. <laughs> it can be customized to accommodate different breeds, and is designed to cover just the top of the torso, so your dog can move freely. It is three hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Oh my! You just send in your measurements. Send in your no. It, it, you can just. It, I don't know. It's adjustable. Probably one size fits all. But oh my gosh. I don't understand how someone would like. Oh man, night, I, that dog has a suit of armor. I'm jealous. Like that. I need that. I need that for my dog. Oh gosh, the first one I found is a dog treadmill. You just. I saw that. I saw it, but I didn't know what I thought about you it. You just turn it on and just let the dog walk itself. I'm baby. sure those people who buy that. I'm gonna say that. One, so one of our five followers is gonna have one of those. But I'm sure those people like use their hover around to get downstairs or so fast. Like <laughs> take your dog for a take walk. Take your dog for a walk. Yeah, yeah come on. But man. yeah, that cost um 
$470. Oh. <laughs> so, oh I don't baby. think a treadmill costs that much. How much uh, we're going to go in. We're going to look, look up a treadmill right now. Uh, we're, you know, getting our accountants in the back and all of our tech crew to look it up. By that, I mean tap it into Amazon by myself. What do we got? Treadmill. I'm going to say 300. You're looking on Amazon? Does Amazon sell treadmills? Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> How much is that one? A, uh, there's one that's for 190. Oh, okay. So it's a good price. I, they range all the way up to 1300. Though, I wonder so. if you could use it. The dog treadmill. Uh, Probably. Anyway, so my second one, it's not, it is, remember, the weirdest. That doesn't weirdest. mean it's not useless, and I wouldn't get judged for hey, buying it. Hey, don't yell at me. Don't it yell at me. It is a dog mullet wig. Uh, uh-huh. Knock your purebred pooch a few notches down the pedigree ladder with this low-class dog mullet wig. Business in the front, and so I'm going to show a picture to Hayden. What do you think oh, of that? Baby. <laughs> it is it is a headband with a mullet on the back, and it's on this little small dog. And I it, think I want one of those just for me. I could see this dog touring with Kid Rock. That'd be a good one. I could I could see. That'd him. be a good one. So what's up next? Peter? Okay, my next one. This one's my favorite. They're called nudicles. They are testicle implants for male dogs <laughs> that get neutered just for um, for the dog to like regain its confidence. They're just little silicone testicles. How does that even work? They just get put right back in the doggo. Oh, what? You neuter the doggo, you put some new testicles in it's there. Not, oh, my gosh. That is so... That's for the people that have their will lined out for their dog. On the page, it says they claim to help dogs who have been neutered to maintain the same confidence they had the f- had before the procedure <laughs> by replacing the removed testicles with silicone. I ones. see those commercials all the time for low T for dogs, though. Um, just losing confidence, low libido. You know the things that dogs suffer. Oh yeah, it's it's a daily struggle. <laughs> so my next one's gonna be, uh, in my opinion, the worst. Oh, it gosh. is. It's worse than the treadmill. The dog stair lift. Uh, like the stair lifts for your. Can dogs can dogs not walk upstairs? Uh, it's a 3,000 pound looking bulldog so it might not be able oh to oh my god! it is described as spoil your spoil your dog with the ultimate in canine laziness technology the doggy stair lift this revolutionary piece of technology will keep your dog's energy saved up for the more important matters such as licking his ball and dragging his blank across the carpet and it is $8,000 wait wait is it like the stair lifts for like the old people yes. like Except for it Sit is in a, the chair. a cut for a dog. It's just like a little bowl. <laughs> Stick them in there, honey. And 600 people saved it. They're like, oh, man. this. Oh, man. my gosh. When that $8,000 comes in, honey, let's get this for let's get this. Buster. Buster? I don't know. <laughs> Who names their dog Buster? Not me. Oh, gosh. All right. My last one is is a clip-on pet high chair. It goes onto the side of tables. It's just like a – it's for the small dogs. It's kind of like a bowl, and you just put your little dog in there. And they can sit I with you. I saw that. They that's can sit with you while you eat. <laughs> that's so stupid. I think it'd be kind of cute. I love dogs, but I think people go overboard with them. I, I wonder if the dog would be able to actually like be able to reach his food. His probably not. Food. They don't normally sit at tables with people. Uh, and so I'm gonna we're gonna end this segment with mine. A video phone for dogs. It is a mount you put in by above the food bowl, and it has like I guess an app you could stream your face onto. And it is described as keep it's your like FaceTime. I, I guess for dogs, keep your four-legged family member close at by at all times with a video phone for dogs. This video phone allows you to see, hear, and speak to your pet oh my through gosh. your laptop or smartphone, so they'll they'll never feel lonely when you're home when they're home alone. I feel like I would have to be lonely to do that for $350. my dog. Three hundred and fifty dollars. 
I just come from a family where $350 is how much I'm getting for a year, it feels like. Oh, man. Not for my dog to see my face so it can sit there and probably crap in front of me. That's unlucky. I, I just... <laughs> That's... Golly. I'm going to offend somebody by talking like, about this. I don't know. With my dogs, they, they were like given to my family. Or like we just found them on the side mm-hmm. of the road. So it's not like we went out and spend, spent money on our dogs. If you're spending $4,000 on a dog, $8,000 stale is the only way to go. And I think with that, we're going to get into uh, word of the day. Hayden. Oh, word of the day. Um, the word of the day this day, this week. Word of the episode. Word of the day this week Yeah. is um, cattywampus. Cattywampus. Catty wampus. Do you have a definition for um, catty wampus? The definition is um, not lined up slash not arranged correctly. Fun fact about catty wampus. Catty wampus. Shout out to the Conway High School wampus cats. Wampus cat. It sounds hey. kind of the same. Uh, wampus cat's like a Greek mythology, a Greek mythology figure, and it's like yeah, I don't care. Okay, thanks. And with that, we're gonna end it. No, I'm joking. Uh, again, thanks to everybody that listens to us weekly. Uh, big shout out. We say it as oh, much. Oh, by the way, shout out. J.D. and McKenzie. Oh, yeah. Congrats on getting engaged, y'all. Yeah, our Mm. uh, good friends, J.D. Sanders and McKenzie, uh, soon to be Sanders now. Uh, J.D. Hashtag soon to be Sanders. Yeah, hashtag soon to be Sanders. J.D. finally got the, uh, The, what are the? The the nudicles. The nudicles to uh, ask uh, his uh, now uh, fiance uh, to marry him. And so that's uh, really great to see him and her uh, Tyler Knott. So proud of you. So proud. So proud. Any more shout outs? Um, Shout out to Petco for sponsoring this episode. Um, go to Petco for all your dog food needs. Cat it's food too needs. expensive. Go to Amazon. Go to Amazon go for ahead. all your cat yep. food needs. Uh, cats are gross. Um, any other shout-outs? Any other? I think this is it. If you somehow listen to this far into the podcast, I want you to tweet at our Twitter account, I listened all the way. That is, I just want to see how many people listen there. I feel like there's going to be zero people. I, I also feel like that. Uh, let's keep the numbers up. Uh, we're getting to bigger and better crowds. Again, tweet at us with uh, hashtag Rock and wood guest, rock and we're gonna look wood. at you guys and rock uh, and wood, rock and wood. Sing it. Sorry, I right, was. Now you're good. I was in my own zone. Okay, and with that, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening.